You're listening to Ink Speak, where storytelling and poetry meet the wonder and magic of living. I'm your captain, author, poet, and unearther of life, Maverick Malone. To my son on his birthday, while the world is at war. Today you are four. I stand in line deciding between vanilla and chocolate for your classroom of 20. Your classroom of 20 preschoolers who are not displaced by war, who do not live in perpetual fear of the silence before a bombing. 20 children who will leave sticky fingerprints on tables, whose clothes will be coated in frosting, whose parents will curse me for bringing in a messy treat. 20 children who will amuse and infuriate and exhaust and snuggle their caregivers. 20 children who will live to see mourning, unaware that across the world, mothers and fathers claw through rubble, praying for their baby's survival. Hello, hello, welcome back. It's been a minute since my last episode. Probably no surprise why, with everything going on right now with the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the world feeling like it has once again been flipped on its head. Everything is madness right now. It's been mentally taxing. It's been heavy. Especially for me as a Jew, it's been many weeks of unlearning and researching, hearing numerous perspectives, watching documentaries, listening to talks and podcasts following the horrendous coverage from civilians coming out of Gaza. The propaganda is everywhere, and it seems like everyone is angry at everyone else. No matter what you say or how you say it, someone somewhere is enraged and inflamed, and it's just overall a very volatile time. But that's not what this episode is about. I don't have the capacity for examining that today. So if you want my take on current events, you can follow me on Instagram to see what I'm sharing over there or check out the articles I'm posting on my Substack. So, hey, I'm here, you're here, and today is just me sitting down at my mic now that I've finished my dinner and ate entirely too much Greek food. And yes, I did treat myself and go uh, back for the baklava. I actually had plans to go to a kickboxing class today after work, but as the day wore on, I just was not feeling it. I was really tired by the end of the day. Maybe it's the time change. Maybe it's current events and my ever-growing to-do list and my status as a card-carrying member of the Procrastinators Club, and maybe it's just all of it. (laughs) And rather than shame myself into going and feeling guilty, I decided to honor my body and how I was feeling. The Greek food probably wasn't the healthiest choice, but hey, baby steps. I had little energy to cook tonight because I wanted to be here with you, given my spiel. So I was at work. And I had this thought, like, I think I want to sit down and record something tonight, maybe talk a little bit about what's going on without really diving into it, but not knowing what exactly to say or how to do that, and not really wanting to spend hours and hours writing out a whole episode, because this takes time to do this, I mean, from start to finish. But while I was at work, I thought, what about just that? What to do when things feel out of control? How to manage your emotions when you feel triggered, how to deal with this ongoing inflamed state of the world. The cognitive dissonance is ever-present. 
You can scroll from one heart-wrenching graphic video of what's going on to suddenly seeing someone in another part of the world doing a TikTok dance or someone sharing the tropical vacation that they're on. I think that's what's been the most challenging for me as I'm just trying to go about my day, going to work, having coffee, trying to make sense of what's going on, having this this awareness that I have of knowing, of just knowing that as I'm shopping for zucchini and bell peppers, people are being bombed. That while I'm putting my child to bed, children are still buried under rubble. That while I'm safe, so many others are not awarded that same thing. Everywhere you turn on social media, there's a video being shared or a story being told about these terrible things that are happening, or there's people fighting each other in the comments from opposing viewpoints. And we all know how social media, Instagram specifically, is not the place to have an informed and calm debate, be it this or something else entirely. It's a troll's paradise at times because of the anonymity of a screen, or there's misinformation, or it's just someone getting so triggered because there's so much collective trauma here, so much trauma, that one side is just not going to hear the other. And then as soon as you get off social media, it's on TV, or it's on NPR, or it's right there in your family or your social circles, and you're not always going to have the same viewpoints among your friends or your family. It's just everywhere. So what do we do to manage our own stress, anxiety, and grief? There's no handbook here on how to navigate this stuff because it's going to look different for everyone. I think that one thing above all else right now is to remember we're all human. No matter what side you're on, if you're pro this or pro that, or even if you haven't chosen a side, or if you're still figuring out what that looks like, what's going on, if you're still going through facts and figures and trying to sort everything out, if you're firmly two feet planted in pro-truth, as Gabor Mate puts it, we're all human and we all bleed red blood. So I think now is a time when we need to be as kind as we can to one another in the face of these difficult times. And when we feel so triggered in our bodies, when reading things or when someone says something we don't agree with, we need to be really conscious of that, of our own reactions, what that feels like in our body, and when we need to step away from something or someone, when we can't control anything else, that is the one thing we can always control, ourselves. If you're someone like me, either a highly sensitive person or an empath, or someone who just has some really deep feels, I would suggest limiting your social media consumption right now. And I should take my own advice on this. But as a Jew, I feel now more than ever, like I have to educate myself and stay informed of what's going on. But that's a hard dance to do. It's a difficult balance, especially for me, for someone who has all of these platforms, uh, a podcast and a Substack, And I'm, I feel like I'm constantly sharing information, but I want to be cognizant of what I'm sharing. And I want to make sure that I'm firm in my own beliefs before I'm sharing information. And while all of that is important, your mental health is also important. So you have to take care of yourself. And if you're spending all day sharing, consuming, reposting, 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 it's draining. And it will increase your stress and anxiety. So number one is to be aware of that. What you consume can easily begin to consume you. So I myself have to take breaks From days where all the podcast and content I'm consuming is on this topic or just remove myself from it for a bit entirely. 
And this is an absolute privilege we have if you're listening to this. As someone who's probably driving in your car on your way to work or maybe going to the gym or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, you're physically safe within your environment. I think that's probably an accurate assumption. However, feeling safe in your body is another beast entirely. We might be in a safe location, a safe place like work or school or whatever, but we could still be experiencing this deeply uncomfortable and unsettling feeling in our bodies. Our nervous system gets triggered and then the thoughts spiral and it can all go downhill fast. Triggers can make us feel volatile or send us into fight or flight mode. I think this is something to be aware of if you are engaging in discussion around a heated topic or anytime you may butt heads with someone else on beliefs or perspective, when someone else's words begin to make you feel unsafe. But I would also get really curious about that. Triggers can be some of our greatest teachers, although in the moment, it doesn't feel like it. I've had so many times where I've been triggered, stopped responding, took a breather to manage my own emotions, and then I get really curious and start peeling back those layers of what was underneath it. If it's anger, underneath that, if you dig long enough, it's sadness and heaviness. It's grief. Because anger... Anger is so much easier to feel, right, than grief. It's much easier to get angry and lash out at someone than to actually sit with that pain, with yourself. It's hard to feel and it's hard to look at because of what we might see. We don't want to see it. Or it will remind us of some terrible event, some terrible experience. But by being curious to look at those triggers, at why we feel so explosive and provoked, at why someone else's words or perspective is causing such a reaction, we open ourselves to solutions by finding the root of the trigger and then being able to understand it. I think a lot of people aren't in a place to do that. There's too much trauma, too much grief. This is actually what Gabor Mate discussed recently on a very informative and insightful talk that's on YouTube, and I recommend checking it out. Just look up um, Roots Run Deep, Collective and Individual Trauma in Palestine and Israel. And how, if you're going to engage in any kind of open discussion, there has to be receptivity there to hearing a different perspective. But he also raises a good point, that because many aren't ready to look at their triggers or examine their beliefs because there's too much pain, or they just identify with it entirely too much, sometimes you have to just accept that and let it go. To accept that you're not going to change this person's mind because they won't hear you. They're not ready to. When you feel your anxiety rising or when you feel so triggered you might do or say something you could regret, just remove yourself as much as possible from the situation. So take a breath or stop consuming the content or step away from the conversation. Find what works best for you to manage your triggers. For me, this looks like doing some rounds of tapping, EFT, emotional freedom technique, which if you don't know, uses acupressure points on the body that brings awareness to uncomfortable feelings, concerns, or limiting beliefs, and uses positive affirmations to neutralize those feelings or completely rewrite the belief. And it can be done anywhere, at any time, though you'll probably want to be somewhere with privacy. And free videos are available online to guide you. And I highly recommend Brad Yates on YouTube. You can look up Tap with Brad. I've been doing EFT for about two years now. And I can honestly say it's made a huge difference. And you can literally tap on anything. Anytime you feel uncomfortable in your body, 
anytime you're just overwhelmed with sadness or grief. And you can also use it for positive things too. Like I've used it for building up my confidence and loving my body more. There's many on like self-love. There's just a myriad of topics. And I think it's, it's a really powerful way to deal with your emotions and rewrite some of those limiting beliefs that can be really hard to rip out at the root. But I think getting out into nature is also another great way to keep your emotions in check. Not just for now, for this, but for overall well-being, for anything. Anytime I feel lost or stressed or heavy or some other confusing or negative emotion, getting outside, getting out into nature always clears my head and helps me to feel so much calmer. Even if it's just going for a walk around your neighborhood or sitting on your front porch, hell, just go starfish yourself right in the grass. I've done that many times. There's something innately healing about being barefoot in the grass. There's actual science behind this too, the whole earthing thing. And research has shown that walking barefoot on grass helps to decrease stress levels by 62%. I tend to feel very caged when I'm inside for too long anyway. So being outside helps me feel like I can really breathe. Which brings me to my next one. And y'all knew this was coming. Breathing and meditation. It can be helpful to tune the world out for a minute, put on some soothing music or guided meditation and just drop into your heart. You can actually hear a lot in the silence when you just focus wholly on your internal experience. I myself can't just sit in a quiet room with my eyes closed because my mind is way too active and it's also very, very out there sometimes. When I try to meditate like that, like just sitting quietly with no sound whatsoever, I'm suddenly thinking about if furniture was made of donuts or if dogs could talk, what kind of juicy secrets would they spill about their owners? And honestly, like, that's a podcast I would like to listen to. I also just find total silence, it's difficult for me. Like, even when I'm going to sleep, I have to have white noise going on an app or the fan blades audibly whirring. Otherwise, the silence, to me, just sounds like a really loud and obnoxious buzzing in my ears. So I prefer guided meditations. And as part of this episode, I've also released my own version of a guided meditation. So I'm trying that whole thing out. Because I've actually had several people tell me they like my voice and find it pleasing or calming. Someone else told me I sound like someone who should be on NPR. So who knows? Maybe I have a future in radio or audiobooks or voice acting one day. I'm not going to limit myself here. <laughs> but for now, I thought, why not try this out as a meditation? So give it a try. I hope it helps. But even when I can't meditate, if it's a sort of danger Will Robinson smoke alarm moment, I find so much comfort in putting my right hand over the left side top of my chest, and really just anywhere on your chest, so just below the collarbone, and apply some light pressure. This has also been proven as a self-soothing mechanism because the skin is so sensitive. Research indicates that physical touch releases oxytocin and provides a sense of security, so it helps calm us down quickly. This is why hugs are magic and why babies need skin to skin. But if it's just you, it works the same. It releases the same chemicals in our brain and has the same effect. I've used this in a pinch many times, especially when I was heavily battling anxiety in 2020 and 2021. And I would have these panicky moments, especially while driving. And I could just quickly and easily place one hand directly on my skin. So I'd loop it under the collar of my shirt so I could feel my skin, feel that heat, and it really helped to calm me down. Still does. Number one favorite calming method. And you know what? 
if none of these things work for you, that's completely fine. A lot of it is trial and error. What works for you, what doesn't. Maybe it's just talking through your feelings with a loved one or a neutral party like a therapist. Maybe it's journaling those emotions. Big fan of that. Or putting it in poetry. Maybe it's watching funny videos of cute baby animals and just totally disconnecting from your reality for a little bit. That's okay. Or going to the movies to see something lighthearted, to take your mind off things. Or eating your favorite meal. They don't call it comfort food for nothing. I think the point here is to also remember your joy in these deep times of grief and heartbreak and pain and suffering. You have to take those moments for yourself. And you can't shame yourself or feel guilty for taking those moments because you have to take care of yourself. We're human beings with a whole spectrum of emotions, and those can be so overwhelming. We feel so much for humanity, and to see suffering, to see it in real time, no matter who is suffering, it's never easy, especially when we project our own pain right on top of that. So I want you to take care of yourself right now. Go read some love poetry. Go kiss your lover. Go kiss your babies. Hold them tight. Snuggle with your dog. Laugh at silly things when those little moments present themselves. The world is dark and heavy enough as it is. So in between bouts of being involved in whatever ways you are right now with the world, with what's going on, being active, staying informed, in between your job stress and your financial stress and your relationship stress and now this, remember your joy. Remember to have gratitude. Rest when you need to. Disconnect when you need to. The world will still be there when you feel ready to re-engage. Thanks for sticking around until the very end. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support my one-woman show, please subscribe and share it on social media or leave a rating and review. Reviews will help this pod to be found more easily and that in turn helps this whole thing grow. To catch the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Mav Malone. Let's connect. My DMs are always open and I'd love to hear from you. If you want to stay up to date on the latest events, books, and podcast episode releases, please head to my website, maverickmalone.com and sign up for my email newsletter. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.